This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Protocol for Life Balance, offering a wide range of professional-grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out which can help support your body's healthy detoxification process, including liver detox support, NAC, chlorophyll, and DIM plus CDG. This suite of products aids in the elimination of certain environmental toxins from the body, supports healthy cellular reproduction cycles and liver function, and promotes healthy hormone metabolism. They're backed by solid scientific data and available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and today we're going to talk about uh, a pervasive problem. I, I think probably the, the single most common problem that I see in my practice, uh, almost a universal uh, issue with patients, uh, whether they come to me for this problem uh, or whether they come to me with another complaint. It's anxiety. Anxiety is uh, at epidemic proportions in this country. Uh, and uh, also it manifests as outright panic attacks, phobias. And today we're going to talk to an expert on resolving panic. His book is entitled Panic Free, the 10-Day Program to End Panic, Anxiety, and Claustrophobia. And I think you'll find it uh, quite novel discussion of uh, how to approach uh, this problem in a drug-free manner because, uh, well, these days uh, panic and anxiety, obviously, uh, the target of many psychiatric drugs. Uh, unfortunately, none of these drugs uh, can be used uh, without side effects and uh, often with the prospect of addiction. Uh, today's guest is Tom Bunn. It's spelled B-U-N-N. The book is Panic Free, the 10-day program to end panic, anxiety, and claustrophobia. Uh, he is a, a certified social worker uh, and also uh, happens to be a retired pilot. Uh, he flew in the Air Force. He flew uh, for the airlines. And that actually has something to do with uh, how he got involved with us, as we'll soon discover. Tom, it's a pleasure having you on Intelligent Medicine. Thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure. You, I will also note that you're the author of a book called Soar, The Breakthrough Treatment for Fear of Flying. So right. tell us a little bit how you, how you got involved in this uh, area, because you had a, you had a great uh, career as an airline pilot, so what prompted you to go into this? Well, as you say that, I'm getting a little amused because it started with uh, a course at Pan Am that was run by one of the Pan Am pilots, uh, Truman Cummings, and he asked me to work with him on his fear of flying program as a volunteer, and I said, Slim, I don't think I want to be around a bunch of crazy people. He said, <laughs> "He said because I thought anybody who's afraid of flying, it's just... How could that be? Because it came so naturally to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were sure. doing loop-de-loops and, you know, in jet fighter planes, and so how could anybody uh, actually uh, Exactly. And, yeah. So he said, oh, come on, take a look. You'll be surprised. And I was. He was doing a course over at Newark, so it was nearby. And, and what I was surprised at was that all of these people were very bright, and they are very intelligent. And apparently those two things are necessary in order to have a fear of flying. You've got to have enough intelligence to think of a thousand things that could go wrong. 
and enough vivid imagination to believe that they're happening right now on your flight. So, um, so I, I, I worked with Slim for a couple of years on the program. Um, it, it was break, it was a, a breakthrough then that it, it was one of the first programs on fear of flying. There was also one at US Air. Um, but it depended on breathing exercises as a way of regulating the feelings. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the course, we had what we called a graduation flight. And we would take people up on a plane that Pan Am provided for us. And people would do their breathing exercises, and some of them would do it exactly as we told them to do it. And there they were in a full-blown panic attack. Mm-hmm. And it was awful to see that and be able to do nothing. <laughs> so so, it, so this is yeah. the, the traditional, almost like a meditative approach. You know, control your breathing because you know, breathing has to sort of uh, is the gateway to the autonomic nervous system. And if you do the proper breathing, you won't go to that place of panic. That was the, the theory. And, and that's actually the basis of a lot of uh, relaxation therapies. Well, yeah, it's true, but the thing that happens on the plane is I think there's just too much stress hormones. To, it, it overpowers the the benefit of the breathing. Uh, I, I, sure, you know, if you when you breathe out, you activate, uh, stimulate the vagus nerve, you get a slowing of the heart rate and breathing rate. But then you have to breathe in, mm-hmm. so you can breathe out slowly to extend this period of time. But it still isn't powerful enough to take care of particularly turbulence because there's one shot of stress hormone after another after another because every time the plane drops doesn't matter whether you're thinking about it or not thinking about it you cannot keep the amygdala from having a knee-jerk reaction when the plane feels like it's falling it's going to release stress hormones and it and if you're trying to distract yourself the distraction is going to go out the window Mm -hmm. and one shot of stress hormone after another is going to increase the heart rate and breathing rate up to a point that people are going to have a hard time believing, oh, everything's perfectly fine. <laughs> a little <laughs> self, self-talk, so-called self-talk, which is actually the basis for uh, many therapies, including a cognitive behavioral therapy, right? Well, yeah, but the thing is that when your heart is pounding really fast and your breathing is fast and you're sweating, it's really hard to tell yourself everything is fine mm-hmm, because, after mm-hmm. all, how do you know that your plane really isn't falling out of the sky hmm. if your imagination takes over? And so, you know, before let's back up a little bit. How prevalent is anxiety? Uh, what are the stats? Is it getting worse, or is are we a society that uh, uh, is uh, has out of control uh, statistics for anxiety? Well, I I, I don't know about about it except from the flight anxiety problem and it don't see any change from year to year mm-hmm. so even though flying has gotten year after year much safer and in fact we haven't had a fatal crash of a major u.s airline in 17 years and yet people are afraid to fly just as much mm-hmm. as ever mm-hmm. so it doesn't seem to be connected with the actual safety it's not connected with the actual logic it's connected i believe with how well a person's parasympathetic nervous system is developed to take care of them on the plane. Mm-hmm. And so why do you think that this is such a common uh, problem? Does it have something to do with uh, our upbringing, uh, our, uh, uh, the way that, uh, you know, obviously we evolved to deal with 
dangerous situations, but in our modern lives, they keep cropping up and they seem uh, omnipresent. Is this is something to do with our environment that we're so easily triggered? Well, I, I think what happens is that our revving up system works fine at birth. As we all know, any newborn child can scream bloody murder. But their calming system, the parasympathetic nervous system, they have one, but they can't activate it. So it's the mom or whoever's taking care of the child that activates the parasympathetic nervous system. And Stephen Porges has zeroed in on just what it is that activates the parasympathetic nervous system in this relationship. It's the mother's face, the quality of her voice, and touch. Mm. So for some months, the child is going to be dependent on the mother to activate its parasympathetic nervous so system. It's like an external it. soothing mechanism when the she internal is. when the internal yeah. locus of soothing has not really been established. Right. And now my guess is that what happens is around a year and a half, when the child is upset and the mom's in a different room, now the child is expecting the mother to respond to his cries. And he's expecting she's going to show up in a moment, imagines her face, and imagines he's going to hear her voice, and then she's going to come and hold him. And the imagination activates the calming system so that when mom gets there, the baby's okay. But she goes ahead and she reinforces his expectations mm -hmm. by giving him those three things, face, voice, and touch. But what if mom comes in and says, hey, look, I was busy. I come in here. You're screaming bloody murder. And I come in here. You're totally fine. Stop it. Mm -hmm. She doesn't reinforce the expectation. So I think that the system that the child, the program the child could develop to activate its own parasympathetic nervous system doesn't develop. Because it's not being reinforced. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, sort of breaking the circuit of parental consolation that may set the stage for free-floating anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder, phobias, and even panic attacks. This is something mm -hmm. there's, there's there's some basis in nurturance. Yeah, the, uh, the certainly genetics plays a role. Genetics that, too, sure. clear, clearly, because some, uh, some people are more some people are chill. And some people are very excitable. It has to do with, you know, there's yeah. sort of an innate constitutional thing. But some, but to some degree, what happens in a child's life does have an influence. That shocking research kind of came out a few weeks ago that said in, in order to be securely attached, um, well, part of it was shocking, part of it was not. The part that was nice was that if a, a caregiver 51% of the time completely calms the child when upset. That's all it takes for secure attachment, provided that this other thing doesn't happen. If the parent frightens the child one time, hmm. secure attachment is not possible. Hmm. Hmm. And that's scary because it seems to me that most of us lose it once in a while. So it, so, it, it has to be almost 100% reliable because if, if you break the chain of reliability, it undermines the conditioning of... Secure attachment, yeah. Right. Right. Interesting. And secure attachment, uh, I believe, is going to be necessary in order to develop an ability to be able to calm yourself when you're not in control or able to escape. So, obviously, your program revolves around this, this paradigm. But before we get there, let's talk a little bit about 
of the physiology of panic. What's happening mm-hmm. in your body and brain uh, when you go down that rabbit hole of panic? Well, you're getting enough stress hormones that your heart rate is going up, your breathing rate is going up. You're so it's physiologic. It's, it's a, it's you're getting the physiological part, but there seems to me to be two psychological parts. And one is that you believe you're in a life-threatening situation. Mm-hmm. And there's no escape. Those two things seem to be the two key comp- parts that you, you will have in a panic attack. In fact, earlier today, I was doing a counseling session with someone, and she's in the medical field, she said. Mm-hmm. And, and she said the thing that bothers her about turbulence is that she believes that turbulence is a sign that the plane is about to crash and that she's about to die. Mm-hmm. And she says, I don't, I don't have trouble with being dead. It's just I don't want to go through that terror of knowing mm-hmm. for an extended period of time that I'm about to die. Mm-hmm. And so if you go to panic, it's a situation where, sort of like what she's saying, you believe you're in a life-threatening situation. She's saying she knows that she's in a life-threatening situation. And you, and there's no escape. So, so she goes into terror. She didn't call it panic, but it sounds like very much the same thing. That, For example, if a person has um, mitral valve prolapse or some mm-hmm. pounding heart. And, and by the way, that's actually something that, very much predisposes panic. to panic, and it has mm-hmm. to do with uh, heart rate uh, irregularities, but also uh, autonomic nervous system sensitivity. These people often very sensitive to internal sensations. Sure. And so what happens is when they feel the irregularity, they could have the thought, well, it's probably just my usual symptoms. Could think that. But they could think, I'll bet this is a heart attack. Now, if they have doubt about whether it's a heart attack, they probably won't go to panic. But if they lose the doubt and they believe, oh, my God, this is it. I'm having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So first of all, it's, it's a life-threatening situation. Two, you can't escape it. You can't run away from it. it your heart's in your body. You can't run away from mm-hmm. it like you could some threats. So those are the two things, I think, that are key in panic. Right. Uh, and... Um Obviously, there's cortisol, there's epinephrine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned uh, oxytocin as kind of an antidote. It's a yeah. hormone that is the body makes. Yeah. Well, what happened was uh, I was trying to find a way to stop panic automatically on the plane. And uh, some other people had we were working on it also. One of the th- ideas was wear a rubber band on your wrist and every time mm-hmm. you think of anxiety producing mm-hmm. thoughts snap the rubber band maybe you'll inhibit it sounds mm-hmm. like it might work but stop thinking I, about I, it, this yes yeah, I, I kind of thought well could we find something that's not going to inflict pain mm-hmm. so I thought about what about thought redirection what mm-hmm. if we can train a person as soon as they think an anxiety producing thought about their plane train them to shift their thoughts to some other experience they've had, maybe a powerful, positive experience. So, for example, I was working with a woman who, uh, I asked her what was some thing that she had done, which was kind of a big deal in her life. She says, I run the New York Marathon. That mm. impressed me. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, great. Let's have you stand right there, and I'm going to give you a hand signal. When I give you this signal, I want you to go step, 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 take yourself back to the marathon. So I'd say, okay, the plane's taxiing out. Step, 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 back to the marathon. 
The engines are revving up for takeoff. Ever step, step, step back to the marathon. Taking off. Climb, cruise, turbulence, and so on. She did okay. But I tried it with a series of people, and it was hit or miss. Sometimes mm-hmm. it would work, sometimes it didn't. But something happened, and the, <laughs> this is what changed things. A woman said, I'm going to link flying, just the way I described, to nursing my child. Mm. And I thought to myself, you got to be kidding. you got to get on the plane and think you're never going to see your child again. Mm-hmm. But I didn't say it. I don't know why. But she called back a few days later, said she flew, had an absolutely perfect flight. Not mm-hmm. one bit of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow, I had never heard anybody get such good results from this method. And But I didn't think too much more of it until it happened two more times. And then mm-hmm. I realized three times, three women had linked to nursing. All mm-hmm. three had better results than I'd gotten with anyone else, and it wasn't hit or miss. Mm-hmm. All th- three out of three. So looking into it, I found that recently it had been discovered that when a mother nurses, she pro- produces a very large amount of oxytocin, and that oxytocin tends to inhibit the um, sympathetic nervous system. The, the the mechanism for that, I I think there's, there's still some controversy mm-hmm. about. But it's a relaxation response, big time. It provi- Well, it, it keeps you from getting revved up. Um, mm-hmm. So now we knew one thing that we could count on to to, to deal with uh, uh, flying, but it wasn't what I thought it was. It wasn't redirecting thoughts. By setting up this, what I thought was redirection, we were actually linking the plane taking off to nursing, the turbulence to nursing, the landing mm-hmm. to nursing, mm-hmm. so that when these things took place on the flight, there was enough resonance with the memory that she would produce a little oxytocin. Hmm. Wow. Now, Sue Carter, who's the big expert on oxytocin, says that, you know, if you get it naturally, your fear system is going to shut down for about half an hour. But we're just looking for a memory that's going to produce oxytocin. So what I try to do is link uh, an oxytocin-producing memory to something that's going to happen on the plane every five minutes or so. So it, it worked better than... Uh, the marathon experience, which may partake of endorphins or may partake of mm-hmm. a sense of achievement or proficiency or mastery, which is a little bit, I mean, it's heady stuff, but it's not as deep-seated in the uh, ancient brain as the oxytocin response. Yeah. The, the nature has it set up to have us become fearless under certain situations having to do with reproduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, actually, oxytocin does not only shut down the fear system, but it also causes bonding. So that's mm-hmm. another thing that plays in here. For example, when you hold a newborn child, you produce oxytocin to cause bonding, so you feel protective of the child. Males at orgasm get oxytocin, and as you know, we fall asleep and our mates get annoyed at us. Mm-hmm. But what's happening great, is... Great the, sleeping pill, the ultimate <laughs> sleeping pill. Yeah, yeah but... The thing is, they might not get so annoyed at us if they recognize that what nature's trying to do is, before we cock off, have the feeling, oh my God, I gotta be with her forever. Mm-hmm. Bonding. It out. Bonding. But, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's not like, and, well, that was fun. I'm off to, uh, hunt that, uh, <laughs> mastodon. God, right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that would be nice. I'll come home and feed you, but this is supposed to keep the guy connected to her mm-hmm. so that there's gonna be two people taking care of a child. Right. If one develops in this activity. With females, oxytocin is produced more during foreplay than with males. Mm-hmm. 
And then another thing that's kind of a fun fact, if you interact with your dog, some cats, yeah. but yeah. you know for dogs, but actual yeah. research produces oxytocin. Maybe it's because the dogs look at us like a lover might do in foreplay. Mm-hmm. You're well, the that, only person. That, that may be the basis of the emotional support animals that some people uh, seem to uh, want to bring on planes a lot. Yeah, I, I can I can buy it with dogs, but I don't know about emotional support turkeys, <laughs> crocodiles, <laughs> and things like that. That's that's out, right? Uh, okay, well, you, uh, interesting approach. Th- this is different, though. You know, you are in the uh, psychiatric establishment by virtue of having uh, been certified as a social worker. You went through traditional training. Uh, how how is your technique uh, different or unique from uh, most? Uh, conventional techniques for dealing with panic and anxiety? Well, if you're doing cognitive, what you're trying to do is to keep the person thinking rationally. For example, you could say it's rational to consider mm-hmm. that only one plane and who knows what. So it's, it's a, re, it's a the basic million. reality check. It's like yeah. administering a reality check to yourself. But at the same time, the people I work with say, yes, but it could be my plane, that mm-hmm. one out of 50 yeah. million, so I'm right. right. And so a cognitive therapist could say, well, that's not rational thinking, <clears throat> but that's the way it goes. And so when a person thinks that anxiety-producing thought, their thinking goes out of balance, I think mainly because of the stress hormones released, which cause them to lose track, mm-hmm. that they're imagining something rather than uh, the, the, they believe it's really happening. but it's, So, so it's rational thinking goes out the window, basically. <laughs> yeah. it, it's overwhelmed yeah. by uh, waves uh, that are literally chemical waves of um, physiologic uh, anxiety mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, kind of lead you to succumb to, to uh, what are called mood congruent Delusions. There's a delusion that you're dying, but it's mood congruent because you're in a state of hyper excitation. So it's just going to overtake you. So when when a person starts thinking about uh, that they may be in this life threatening situation on the plane, and they produce the stress hormones, it throws their thinking out of balance. So cognitive may not be able to hold up there. The other thing I found that when people panic. They get so revved up so quickly that they don't have any cognition available mm-hmm. to do cognitive tools with. Now, I worked for years trying to get cognitive tools to work, but when I stumbled on this thing with the oxytocin, I thought, gee, this is going to make it so easy. And it, it began to seem like there was some character building if we use the cognitive approach. And this, just bringing in the oxytocin seems so easy, and it is easy. Well, um, well- Okay, great. Well, we've laid the groundwork for uh, talking about some examples of how this might work, uh, not just for uh, flying, but for other instances where people experience panic and phobias uh, or generalized anxiety. Uh, the book is Panic Free, the 10-day program to end panic, anxiety, and claustrophobia. Our guest is Tom Bunn, who's also the author of a book about uh, fear of flying, SOAR, the breakthrough treatment for fear of flying. He, as a former pilot knows a lot about it he's also a certified social worker um tom will be right back to hear more about uh, your breakthrough program i'm dr ronald hoffman and this is the intelligent medicine podcast